Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journeys so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. Three, two, one. Nice. <laughs> My dog hates that every time. This <laughs> it's just like, what the hell, man? Yeah. Why you yeah. Clap? I, was, I was sleeping over <laughs> here. Stop it already. <laughs> oh, Stacy. Devin. How are you? I'm okay. I'm uh this week was a little rough, but uh, kind of turned it around. Well, I wouldn't know if I'd turn it. I don't know if I'd say I turned it around, <laughs> but I'm at least feeling better about it. I'm handling it better. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks to you, because I definitely needed just like a total mental and physical break on Friday. No, Thursday when we normally yes. record and you were and you were so kind to let me reschedule. Well, of course. And um, so I just went straight to bed and the next day just felt so much uh, more refreshed and um, better. And I was just able to face the face the Friday. day. Yes, I was able to face the day. So excellent. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Anytime. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to remind <laughs> you that sometimes you need to take some time out for you. That's what I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, excellent. Well, I'm glad that you're feeling better. I'm sorry you had a rough week. Because um, okay. I know that Thank it you. has been. Yeah. Been. Yeah. Uh, my week has been like ups and downs. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel, I don't know. I've got lots of, I've got lots of tumultuous stuff going on inside me. But. Oh. Um, I, let's see. So a week ago, um, I went and went out to do this thing called Glamour City. Um, I saw that and I didn't know what it was. I, I just saw that you look—you were from the '80s. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll show. I don't, I'll share this picture with you. So and we may okay. use it as show art. Um, okay. But as soon as I figure out how to do that again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was like so. Uh, a friend of mine from like the burlesque community and stuff did like this thing where you could go in and you could. Um, basically do a photo shoot so they would do your hair and they do your makeup and then they would do a professional photo shoot shoot with you like the old-fashioned uh glamour uh glamour photos you know oh my gosh that's that's hilarious (laughs) and you're holding a bop it and i'm holding a bop it (laughs) It, and it does have the like look like lasers going on behind you yes yes it is like so completely 80s it's not even funny uh, How'd they get your hair to stand up that I tall? I don't know. I was like, I did not realize that that was a thing that my hair could do. Uh, <laughs> so that was pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all righty then. I could do a mohawk. I didn't know that. Like if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was neat. It was. And so, you know, it was just nice to kind of feel a little pampered and, you know, and play and do like this creative mm-hmm. stuff. And then there was a drag show at night. It was just, it was cool. Um, yeah. So I did that, and then um, the kids had Thursday and Friday off for fall break. And so Friday I took off of work, and we did, like, I don't know, a whole bunch of random stuff. I had all their hair done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we went to the chop shop, and I had them cut everybody's hair. Because uh, mm-hmm. Ashlyn hasn't had a haircut since she gave herself a quarantine cut with a pair of kitchen oh, scissors. No. Oh, no. So we got that fixed, thank God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, 
And then Kes hasn't had her hair cut in forever. Um, and she wanted it short because she likes her hair like uh, shoulder length, chin length. You know, like okay. she likes it really short. Um, yeah. And so she got it cut off. And then Kai, um, I just, you know, was like, well, we'll we can't leave Kai out. So we yeah. <laughs> had them trim, you know, trim up her, her curls a little bit and like give, give a few layers or whatever. And it looks super cute. So it was just nice. Yeah. And they had a great time. And we went and ate in like, you know, Central Flats and Taps on the patio. And we went to Schultz Brow. And, you know, we just like. Yeah. Spent some time being in the world, but trying to still be safe. So that was good. Yes. But nice yeah so overall not not too shabby mm-hmm, not too mm-hmm. shabby a week um what are you drinking so i am drinking topo chico have you ever had topo chico no what the hell <laughs> topo chico topo chico um topo chico is just a sparkling water uh but it's a oh. mineral water um and i think it's from italy is there no alcohol in it no i oh. um had quite the drinking session uh <laughs> last night we <laughs> we went to a local bar just to you know have two drinks and then we were gonna come back but it was so much fun and we really got uh kind of um enthralled by the bartender but also just the people that were coming in and out and the different personalities and like uh people you know they like locals do they like actually talk to you and tell you and of course when they found out we were new to the area they all wanted to give us recommendations and right um, and of course then two dogs came in at some point or over the night um so next thing you know we had been there for let's say (laughs) seven hours oh my gosh yeah, we ended up about one thirty. We kind of realized, oh, crap, we're still here. Um, so we, you know, cashed out. The bar closed it, too. So I think, I don't think we might quite made it until 2, but it was right before. And by the time we got home and upstairs and walked the dog, it was 2 before we got to actual bed. Right. But uh, it's been forever since we stayed out that late. But we had so much fun. Um, but, of course, with that came a hangover this morning, at least oh, a little one. Oh, yeah, it wasn't too bad because um, we were there for so long um, that I, we it averaged less than one drink per hour. Um, and so, yeah, I think we had time kind of had time to process things as we were um, drinking. So I think if I would have been smarter and actually asked for some water, I didn't drink water the entire time. Oh. I think if I'd actually asked for some water, I probably would have been fine this morning. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I just drank some electrolytes, had some green tea, um, you know, drink a jug of water, you know, so it just kind of caught up and then I felt better. But, right. um, but yeah, so no alcohol tonight. Because, <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. um, yeah, and, uh, but I do highly recommend um, Topo Chico. And I was trying to look on the bottle for, what? like, if it's made, oh, it is made by, okay, it's made by the Coca-Cola company. But I was, okay. I thought it had something to do with Italy. But um, anyway, uh, to I don't me. Know, this, their website is the most hipsterist hipster-esque thing i have ever seen in my life wow that sounds about right yeah so 
there's that. But everybody brags about it, or everybody's like, oh, it's so great. And um, they actually just came out with some alcoholic. They did come out with some alcoholic, like seltzer um, alcoholic drinks. I haven't tried one yet. But uh-huh. um, fine. one time, we it was when we were still in Illinois, everybody was making like these cocktails, and they'd be like, featuring Topo Chico, you know? And we were like, right. okay, what is the deal with this Topo Chico? So we got one, and um, it's really good. Like, okay. I guess it may be because of the minerals. It's a little more crisp than just a standard, like, right. you know, bubbly water. Um, and I, I like don't think it's Italian. It's, I think it's got like a Mexican. Um, oh, okay. That yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, the so, Chico, yeah, Topo, right, Topo right, Chico. Right. That makes sense. But yes, um, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm probably thinking of uh, San Pellegrino as Italian. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I like this even better than a San Pellegrino um, because I think this holds its flavor better if you have to put it over ice. Okay. Um, Where like if I'm drinking a a Pellegrino, um, if I pour it over ice, it's just like instant, like uh, flat and just no flavor. It just tastes like drinking like kind of salty water. (laughs) Right, right. Um, Yeah. So I I really like it's refreshing. So on my hydration day. It's very uh, refreshing. Okay, I have to yeah. try to find me some of that. Find me some yeah. of that. Just you can usually good. find it by a single bottle, so if you just want to try it, but yeah, um, yeah, it's good. Go to the I Three recommend. Rivers. I'm gonna try to take the kids to Three Rivers Market tomorrow, so I may see if they have it there. They might. Yeah. They might not. Yeah. I don't know, but I, you know, I can always always take a look anyway. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, so what are you drinking? Oh, Boda Box. <laughs> Of course, the bar that we went to had uh, Black Hawk Boda Boxes. They didn't have your barrel one, oh. um, barrel, barrel yeah. aged, but they did have uh, Black Hawk. And I was like, oh, that's the one Devin drinks. I got to get one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, I'm back on my Boda Box bullshit. That's just <laughs> the way that it goes that's for okay. me. Yeah, that's so, okay. We're drinking a lot of beer, though. Like, um, we, you know, obviously went to Schultz Brow and I went to... Um, Central Flats and Taps with the kids. So I drank lots of beer on Friday. And then Thomas and I actually went out to uh, Crafty Bastard uh, for supper and drinks um, on Saturday night without the kids. And it was really cool because I had never... Well, I think that we like stumbled there in the Mm -hmm. middle of one of our nights at some point like i remember (laughs) like walking there and i think sarah was with like i don't remember but i completely obviously because i was but i remember us like walking a long way being like where the hell is this brewery and yes uh, and we ended up there (laughs) yes i think that was that night that we met that cat that put those people had the cat in the um on a leash yes that's right yeah yes um yeah so that night okay <laughs> but that makes um, sense yeah so i don't think i've been back there since then and oh. we were like oh let's try it and because now i know somebody who works there and um so we went and, and tried it out and it was really good it was cold nice though, because it was like the weather had just shifted um oh to being to where it was only like a high of 63 and it was windy and it was like we were outside and I did not bring a jacket and it was like I had a long sleeve shirt but I was still cold um, yeah but you know I had a couple of beers and then I was fine <laughs> yeah that'll warm you up yeah um, I like I miss their, them because they usually have a lot of interesting flavors like they're mm-hmm. the ones that make the dill pickle beer yes and, um yeah I, love I, it. I was not that brave I tried <laughs> oh, but <it's> so good. <laughs> I did try they had um a chili a mayan chocolate chili 
uh, stout, I believe it was. And it was so good. It was like, but it was so weird. It it was like, unlike any beer I'd ever had, um, because it was spicy, but chocolatey. Because it was like, you know, it's like that chocolate that you get that has like the chili in it. Yeah. Um, It was just like that, except a beer. (laughs) Oh, man, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it was really good. I liked it a lot. Um, But yeah, I, it was fun. We enjoyed it. And there was like a, a food truck that I can't remember the name of it, but it was like sandwiches and it was like Mm -hmm. the best sandwich I think I'd ever had. Wow. So it was, you know. We weren't, we were not complaining. It was good stuff. Um, yeah. All the way around. So that was good. Nice. Uh, but it was really funny. One of the things, and I'm sure you know about this, but I have been oblivious to it. It's like I went, I went to Schultzbrow on Friday and there were like people there with like bags, you know, that they, they took to the airport and they were like, yeah, you know, we're hitting a few more breweries before we head back. And then when I was in the Crafty Bastard, there was like people who were from out of town and they were like, yeah, we hit, you know, uh, Hexagon or whatever. And now we're here and now we're going to do this one next. And I was like, people literally come into Knoxville to just be just experience our beer scene. Like, I don't know why I didn't realize that. But apparently, like we have beer tourists in Knoxville, uh, (laughs) which is insane. (laughs) Yeah, I did not know about that, but I believe it because especially now that I've traveled around a little bit yes. and yeah, the beer is not as good. I haven't found a place yet that has as good a selection and as many breweries <laughs> as um, Knoxville. Um, but uh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, I guess I should have known, but it was the first time that I had actually, you know, really paid attention or overheard people talking about having traveled, you know, from yeah. <laughs> other places to come to Knoxville to to be a part of our beer scene. I was like, wow. All right. Well, I mean, we do have a lot of breweries. That's for sure. Um, yes. And I love, I'm here for it because I I like a, I like a good beer, but it was mm-hmm. just really funny. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway, so that's all. That's my beer story. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about fat, I think. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. And, correct. uh, there was a podcast episode that, uh, our <laughs> friend of the show and producer, James Hacker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Suggested that we listen to a science versus episode. So we listened to that and it was, um, Let's see, which episode is this? Does it tell you the episode number anymore on Spotify? Mm. Uh, Anyway, it was from September 16th, and it was uh, on weight. Is fat unhealthy? And so that was the question that they decided to tackle. And we listened to this, and I have just finished a book (laughs) called um, What We Don't Talk About When We Talk About... Wait, What We Don't Talk About When We Talk About Fat. By Aubrey Gordon. Um, And Aubrey Gordon is one of the co-hosts of one of my favorite podcasts right now called Maintenance Phase. Mm -hmm. And what she did was she was started writing on the internet. And I'm not sure exactly what, like what the trajectory is or like what her, um, uh, like when she started doing this and when she like actually became public with her persona, but she Mm -hmm. started writing anonymously on the internet under the moniker, your fat friend. 
And, um, and so she started doing that. I don't know how many years ago. And then she finally came out and then she wrote this book and then she's part of maintenance phase. And so like, but she's very much a fat activist and she is very passionate about trying to change the conversation about, you know, weight and fatness and, and thinking more about, you know, activism and how we treat people and things like that. So I can go into a lot more about that, but I wanted to set that up as a, you know, that's who she is and what the book is. And I'll be talking about all of that as we talk about this podcast too. (laughs) Okay, sure. So anyway, all right. So I guess uh, we'll dive in and I'll turn it over to you and be like, okay, so what did you think? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I only just for uh, transparency or clarification. um, So, you know, obviously I just listened to the podcast, so I don't have any comments from the book because that's what you had done independently before getting this. Yeah. Um, so I don't have comments on that, but, um, the comments on the, um, podcast were, but so, yeah, so basically they were trying to look into like, if someone is fat, so also at the beginning of the podcast, they do a, uh, disclaimer, I guess, where I guess like the movement is going towards people don't like using the words overweight or obese. And they actually, I guess there's a segment of people that prefer the word fat. Yes. Um, Yes. And I can talk a little bit more about that because that comes up in the book and comes up in Aubrey's work elsewhere because people who um, are fat, who identify that and have kind of reclaimed it. And I guess Mm -hmm. it's a lot like, you know, comparison to queer culture and like queer Mm -hmm. was such a bad word, you know, to use to like refer to people for such a long time. Um, And then like there's a reclaiming because it's like, actually, this word fits us very well. (laughs) Okay. okay. We're different from other people because of, you know, different parts of our gender or sexuality or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And so this is actually a word that that we like. And so it describes us. We're going to use it. And that is what a lot of fat people are doing now too because um it just it just describes their body as opposed to trying to cast a judgment on their body mm. like mm-hmm. the word overweight there's like an implicit you know yes <laughs> like you there's a certain weight that you should have been and now you're over that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? yeah <laughs> as opposed to just fat or thin or you know tall or short like there are that as a word, if you divorce it from all of the um, stigma that's mm-hmm. attached to it, um, then it's just a word that describes a body. And so mm-hmm. that's what a lot of fat, fat activists are trying to do now. Um, but it's also very awkward, <laughs> I think, for a lot yeah. of us, because like, I feel very weird saying, yeah, you know, like I can describe myself being fat and that does not bother me. But like talking about fat people, really Mm -hmm. like it feels really wrong even though it is the it does make like i understand logically it makes sense so um i guess for for our um our listeners we will do our best to be sensitive to uh you know about the language that we use but also we're we're new to this so please you know hold us with grace i guess is what i would say everything that we say is coming from a good place (laughs) yeah absolutely always um but I think, oh, so, but in the podcast, they say that they do specifically use the terms overweight and obese only because those have uh, signify uh, specific 
markers, you know, like right. for yeah. the type for the sake of their conversation, and that because of the whole fat reclaiming, like you said, is uh, still in process. It, there, it's kind of fuzzy still, or kind of gray. Um, it it isn't clear on different things like that they want to talk about as far as like health goes um, right tied to health exactly Um, and like all of the all of the science and the um research that's out there has been focused on these very specific medical terms of overweight and obese that refer to a very specific bmi you know a very specific Mm -hmm. weight range and so if they're going to be talking about the science of things then they've got to address those terms even though a lot of people in the fat community don't like the terms it's like oh, we're not right, talking yeah we're not actually talking about people we're talking about you know the studies that science yeah measurements. exactly 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 yeah so. yeah and i don't know i didn't know anything about the whole reclaiming of the word fat but i don't know how i feel about that because i feel like to me and it's not even necessarily the negativity side of it the pre-existing negativity side of it it's that to me, fat is a is a specific thing, right? Because fat is something that you can point to, like, like actually, as far as like your uh, material makeup of your body, right? Because right, fat, yeah, that's true. Fat develops, yeah. So to say someone is fat, I don't think if you're trying to use it as a general term, I don't think that makes sense because everyone has some fat on them, you know. So I almost think there needs to be a different i mean obviously i'm not going to solve it here right now but i'm just trying to work through it in my head right right. um and it doesn't have to be a marker like overweight maybe there's just a different word for people that are um that are heavier than average or something right you know like i don't know how to yeah but anyway i don't i don't know that doesn't click for me but maybe i need to work on it since this is the first time i've been hearing about it but right yeah <laughs> anyway well, I, this you know, take- with anything like this i think that it's uncomfortable whenever you're not using it and you know to your point that does specifically talk about you know a, a material that's in your body that's under yes. your skin um yes. so that's a good point yeah, there is, but there it, isn't um, a thin that's in our body that's under our skin. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so this this all takes me this whole conversation takes me back to our like, it's like our first or episode of Weekly Baytime where I talk about the adipose or, right. or something like that. Yeah, the, <laughs> and the different fat in your body. So I yes. think that is funny. But anyway, so what I, um, oh, I, this part I'd actually heard before, I didn't quite know the stat, but that one third of the people that are labeled obese are actually healthy and fine. Right. Um, yeah. And so I thought that was interesting, but I, you know, we had, we had, I think we have talked specifically talked about just because you're quote unquote fat doesn't mean that you're, um, unhealthy. Um, right. I mean, cause but, you know, like I, um. And it's interesting. I'll talk about this when I get into the book, but, um, okay. you know, like I am definitely someone who would fit within that spectrum, especially now and mm-hmm. <laughs> just look at the picture and sure you'll be able to tell. Um, and like, but my numbers are still the same as they were when I was like 50 pounds lighter, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. So it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I don't know. But anyway, we can talk yeah. about that in a bit. Okay. 
Um, and then also, I thought it was really cool that you can um, somewhat, and obviously I don't think it's 100%, but um, it kind of comes down to your body shape. So when you take one of those like dumb quizzes that's like, right. what's your body shape? Are you an apple and, or um, a pear? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I think there might be a, even a couple more, but the two that they specifically talk about is apple and pear. Right. And that apple is kind of on the more dangerous side because... Right. The visceral fat, which is the fat that collects around your, specifically around your organs, that's considered the dangerous fat. Mm-hmm. Where pear, where you have fat in your like butt and maybe thighs and, you know, not in your midsection, um, that is con- actually considered good fat because it works to kind of nourish your body. Um, and they, I think they talked about some other things, but move, move something around. I can't remember, but to kind of help like your brain and body function and that people that are pear shape actually um, are known to live longer because their body is kind of like more efficient or something. Yeah. Kind of like, Um, so those are two things that I thought um, were really cool. And that, yeah, that was basically the uh, gist of the article was that visceral fat around your stomach is bad. Other fat, if you're fat in other places, not bad. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I, I don't have to go through all my points, so I guess I could kind of, I was seeing what else that I could <laughs> put in right here. But, um, one thing I did think was cool though, is that apparently vigorous exercise cuts visceral fat, even if you don't lose weight. Right. So I don't know how exactly that works because I don't think like you don't, obviously lose size in your midsection just because you go run and especially if you don't lose weight so i don't know what takes the place and maybe it's just like a different kind of fat or maybe it does that fat just doesn't put as much stress on your body um they didn't go into how that would work right but i think that's kind of what i don't i don't consider myself an apple shape i'm more of but i'm not pear either i kind of just gain weight solidly all over my body Uh uh-huh um or evenly i should say and um but i almost wonder if that's because i am on the heavier side if that's what keeps my numbers in check is because i do a lot of vigorous exercise right right exactly um yeah yeah. and i mean you know and who knows i obviously am not an expert and they did not go into detail like you like you said but the idea that if you are you know if you are fit and you are exercising and you're doing these things like you know you're you're it's not hurting you <laughs> to be yes yeah you know whatever on with a bmi of a higher level than you know the yeah. world says that you should have i yes, did i did right. like speaking of which that was like probably the most compelling thing for me just because i'm a, a history nerd was to like listen to the old man's story about how they came up with the bmi scale Oh, yes. Um, And I think it's just, and I've heard about this already because I've listened to um, a maintenance phase episode about the BMI scale and I've done a lot of research about it because it drives me crazy. Um, Okay. But, you know, it's just, it's so telling that in order to, you know, create the scale that is supposed to be, you know, the end all be all of, of, you know, healthiness and whether or not you are fat or not or whatever Mm -hmm. is... They took a whole bunch of, you know, white men, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they, they said made there were the a scale. couple. <laughs> yeah, they, they said they made. There were a couple Asians and um, African Americans, but right. there was like, like a couple in the whole group. Right. Exactly. Like most yeah. of it was just like white men. Hey, according mm-hmm. to white men, this is how you should be. 
It's like, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. No females. No yeah. females at all. This is kind of this is kind of the problem. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So but I think that, you know, them saying now that that's kind of outdated, I think that makes total sense because, like, they were saying that they did. I think they were trying to do the best they could. And at the right. time, it was probably a fine system. Um, but, like, they said that now, like, you can't, or um, not now, at the time, MRIs and uh, I think they listed some other medical procedure, but that didn't exist at the time. So, you know, they right. didn't have that ability to actually see within the layers. So I think it's totally okay for science today to be like, hey, we found a better way. You know, we're just right, right. waiting for someone to actually find that better way still. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, I only have two more points, I guess. So I can go ahead and just say these things, and then you you can kind of have it, and I'll just comment okay. on, along the way. Does that sound good? Sure, absolutely. Okay. Um, so they said this. This made me feel good, and I think I wanted definitely wanted to share this because obviously everyone knows how if if you're trying to lose weight for whatever reason, it's not only is it very hard to do, um, but it's hard to keep off, and everyone right. in the end always feels like a failure. But only one in five actually one in five people lose weight and actually keep it off right so don't beat yourself up because it's not that common that people lose weight and keep it off (laughs) no not at all i would have actually expected it to be a little lower like one in a (laughs) hundred maybe like one in (laughs) fifty well and i think Uh, that those numbers do change depending on what study you look at because i've heard okay like I can't remember now what the exact number was, but it was even a smaller percentage of people who would actually manage to, if they try to lose weight, manage to keep it off. Um, yeah. And this is just keep it off. It doesn't mean that you didn't gain some back. So maybe you lost 15, but ga- but gained back 12, you know, but right. the, this may have still kept it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, um, no, go ahead. Oh, no, if you have something else on that comment before, because the next one is a total change of topic. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I just, it, uh, <laughs> it's the, the thing, and this ca- this goes into a lot of the other, like in the book, it talks about this, and then in other research that I've, I've seen, it talks about this too, um, that is just like, one of the major problems, it's like, you know, obviously there in, you'll probably talk about this, you know, the, the podcast, you know, finally says, okay, there is a correlation between, um, people who are, you know, a certain weight and increased, um, problem health problems. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, but you know, there's also a, a major problem whenever you start, uh, weight cycling, which means that you mm-hmm. drop a lot of weight and then you gain it back and then you drop it again and then you gain it back like that. There's some suggest there's some studies that suggest that that's even more dangerous for your body than just being oh, wow. at a flat weight, yeah. you know, weight rate yes. um, as opposed yeah. to continuing to like try and fail over and over and over again. Um, and the other problem I think that comes along with that, which is addressed in uh, Aubrey's book and, and on her podcast and things like that, is the idea that the society is so focused on things like, you know, restriction and, you know, getting down to a certain size. And that's, you know, and focusing on your self-worth being tied into whether or not you are able to 
you know, stick with your plan, right? (laughs) right. Yeah. You know, if you can do it and then you can actually bring your, you know, your pounds down and then you can keep it off. Then, you know, you are, you get a gold star. You are a good person. Mm -hmm. But if for whatever reason you're not able to do that, then you're just lazy or you're just, you know, you have no willpower or whatever. And so what you have are people dealing with like the very human problem of like, I'm trying to change something in my life. Oh, whatever. I got distracted today. And then like feeling terrible about it. And then that just cycles into this psychological problem of like them not feeling um, confident or, or, you know, self-assured that they're able to, to accomplish these things. And it's, you know, which does not help. And then there's (laughs) suggestions that that will like activate you know, the stress hormones in your in your head, and that actually all of that might be, at least to, at some in some cases, might be adding to all of these health issues that people who are uh, fat have because they've been, you know, in this this <laughs> living in this world where they've been basically told oh well you're fat so obviously you're lazy and you're terrible and you're not like yeah actually working on yourself um that's the assumption everybody has of you and so they internalize that it stresses them out it makes them depressed it does all this stuff and then that which we have talked about several times on this podcast before like those are the more important things that actually cause you health problems like the way that your emotions are regulated and the stress hormones in your brain like that is what causes you to be unhealthy more than anything else um and so so who knows like it's hard to say and and i uh, i'll link this too there's a movement in the world (laughs) in the world uh, mm-hmm. called the health at every size um, okay. idea. And basically the point of that is kind of links into the intuitive eating thing that we've talked about before. Like mm-hmm. the idea that you want to be healthy, but you don't want to focus on weight. So the idea is that you're going to nourish yourself with good food, but you're not going to like micromanage your nutrients. You know, you're just going to like be aware of what you eat, have a nurture your relationship with food. Um, Mm -hmm. so that you're not like doing what I do, which is stress out and then eat like an entire, like five (laughs) things of junior mitts at work, whatever, stressed out. Don't do that. (laughs) Nope. Bad idea. Um, bad idea. But you know, like what else could you do? Like maybe I'm going to, you know, make myself a great steak dinner and that's going to be really great for me today. And maybe tomorrow I'm going to eat salad and that'll be really great for me. Like what does my body need? Listen to your body, listen to your full cues, listen to your hunger cues, like give your body what it needs. And that relates back to that um, YouTube lady that you showed us, whose name I forget, that we watched the YouTube lady Mm. who um, gained weight as part of her intuitive eating. Yes. Cannot remember Um, her name. (laughs) But we talked about it earlier. Oh, Stephanie Stephanie Buttermore? Maybe. I don't remember. You said she was very pretty and you liked watching her eat food or something. Yes. Yes. That was exactly (laughs) what I said. I will watch you eat a cheeseburger any day. Please. Yeah. That was Um, Stephanie Buttermore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, (laughs) So like you, you, you don't like decide food is, food is full. (laughs) Food is fuel. Um, (laughs) Food is fool. Um, (laughs) And you don't, um, you know, like divorce yourself 
from your relationship with food. Like you understand that this is a comforting, nourishing thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But the other thing is that you're also like, okay, what do, what are ways that I can move my body that, you know, I enjoy that will be healthy for me? Um, you know, whether it's dancing or whether it's, you know, lifting weights or whether it's being on the rowing machine or whatever, like what sorts of things can you do to move your body and be healthy? And so the whole point is just having healthy habits, but not focusing on losing weight and not focusing on like trying to be a specific size or anything like that. Like just be healthy, just do things that are healthy for you. Um, but it's really hard to do that. Like, (laughs) because you're always thinking about, you know, I don't know. Anyway, we can get into that in a minute, but, um, but what I was going to say is that, uh, I will link to this, um, national Institute of health study that is looking at the health, at every size approach and is um, basically trying to figure out if that's like a good way to go. And okay, good. The, um, it's, uh, the conclusions are basically that they need to really start researching this better, that there isn't yes. really enough data out there yet that studied this specifically to see if it'll be, if it would help. But essentially we need to, I'll read from the conclusions. There is clearly a need for social change related to the acceptance of individuals, regardless of body shape or size. The likely way forward may well be through extracting the most relevant and salient aspects of traditional and HAES, which is health as every size approaches, but additional empirical evidence is also needed. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And I think that, (laughs) well, I think that hit a, uh, nail on the head there because it said social change and I think mm-hmm. that is something because it doesn't matter if the if science changed changes the benchmarks um, right. people are still going to be like oh well you're fat you know regardless right, exactly. of if you're healthy or not that's all they care about is the image and I think that's going to be really hard to change um, and also I mean because even now it's no one else's business so what difference does it make but everyone makes it their business in the first place of course um, yes Yeah, but there was that, now the medical piece that might help though, is they talked about this lady who went to the doctor because she was having trouble breathing and the doctor automatically said, oh, you're overweight, you need to lose weight. Um, And turned out she had lung cancer, Um, you know, so it took him a while, it took him longer to find it because of his, uh, um, you know, assumptions, assumptions. Right. Um, But so something you kind of touched on, but you didn't quite take it uh, to where this bullet point is, or I wanted to note in this bullet point was that, so not only is it kind of uh, right now, it's hard for people like to internalize the um, being fat and healthy at the same time but also people will bully or they're treated differently so they say like fat people are less likely to get um, a job or they get paid less or people will say say mean things to them and all that and that leads to cortisol being increased because when you're stressed out or bullied that cortisol and we've definitely talked about how cortisol uh, makes you store weight um, or store fat and so that right there is the reason is a good correlation between um, being fat and the health problems. It's not necessarily fat equals health problems. It's fat equals increased cortisol, which inc- which equals um, health problems. Right. Um, 
And even, um, so before I moved over here, I was doing a lot better with my intuitive eating stuff. And I had lost, I think like, um, at least 10 pounds and maybe I had starting to lose a little more and it, but it was all coming naturally because I had, was starting to just listen more and not eat as the biggest portions or like I would really tune in and be like, Oh, I I kind of haven't ate so well. And like my body is craving a salad. It wasn't right. Yeah. Like I should eat a salad. It was my body was craving one. Um, and now like if I don't eat, I, I eat fruit every day. And if I skip a couple of days, my body's like, Oh my God, I need my fruit, you know? Right. Right. Um, and so, but I can definitely say that since moving over here and not even like my diet really hasn't changed much, um, outside of, for some reason, I've been drinking more, uh, coffee in the sense of like lattes or caramel macchiatos or, oh. you know, so I've been, <laughs> I've been normally when I drink coffee, I just drink black coffee. Yeah, I might yeah. put a little, a little creamer in it, but it's like just plain creamer. So like no calories and, um, or not no, but you know, very minimal. Right. right. Uh, so I've been drinking a lot of the sugary coffee drinks or something. Right, right. Um, so that maybe helped a little bit. And I've only been running once a week instead of twice a week. So that helps. But the main point I'm getting to is this has definitely been more stressful, not only moving, trying to coordinate right. the sale of our house, right. trying to get settled over here. My job, this new job is definitely a lot more stressful. Yes. And I have seen myself over now. This is since, you know, since, so the month I've been here, I've seen myself gain back four pounds and, right. Um, and, and again, I really haven't changed my eating patterns that much, right. um, I think to gain four pounds. So I think that's just also that like, no matter how hard you try, there's going to be life factors that right. are going right. to make your body change regardless of what you're doing. And you just kind of have to notice it, be aware of it, and then just kind of readjust, but don't see yourself as a failure just because you gained a little weight because it could be a stressful situation that's right, causing exactly. increased cortisol you know exactly. can't imagine how much cortisol you've, you've got uh bathing your brain in right now it's like a regular it's cortisol so... bath right now <laughs> yes it's just constant it's just like it's, in, like it's like one of those um tanks what are they called where they submerge you into water and uh, so that you can like meditate. And that's right. what my brain thinks Immers- it's doing right now. <laughs> immersion tanks or yes, whatever. Yes, immersion tanks. Yes, exactly. So yeah, that was the only thing I wanted to add to the comments that you made. So Right. Now, I think that that's, I mean, that's huge. And that comes up a lot in Aubrey's book because, you know, basically her whole book is not even about um, whether or not fat is healthy or not. Her whole book is about the social system, systemic social problems that our society has against fat people. And it is just like, okay, insane, the amount of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, you were talking about this, the the story that they brought up on science versus about the lady who had Mm -hmm. lung cancer, and didn't find it. Aubrey tells a story in her book about a lady who had uh, pneumonia for oh, wow. like walking pneumonia forever and like died from it. And she had gone to the doctor and it was the same thing. They were like, Oh, well you're, you know, you're, you need to lose weight and that's why you can't breathe. And yeah. Like, wow. Uh, no, she had pneumonia and she died. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's especially like, that's the thing that shocked me the most. I mean, I, you know, I've obviously, I'm, I live in the world. I know that people are really cruel sometimes. So mm-hmm. it didn't surprise, well, some of the stuff, a lot of stuff still surprised me, but, um, you know, but I could see that a little bit more. But the thing that really shocked me was how completely cold and callous and mean doctors could be about, wow. um, 
about treating patients who are fat. And I was just like, oh my God. Uh, and Aubrey um, was talking about how she would like go to the, go to a doctor and with like whatever, like, oh, hey, I have, you know, a, um, <laughs> an ear infection. That's what it was. She had an ear infection. And she goes mm-hmm. into the doctor and the doctor is like gruff and mean with her. And Dang. she's just like, I just need to, you know, just check my ear and give me some medicine, <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. And she's like, okay, well, is there anything else that I need to do, doctor? Like you're acting, you know, whatever. Like you're acting like a bitch, basically. And he's yeah. like, well, you just, until you lose weight, you're just always going to have health problems. <laughs> and she's like, I don't wow. think the fact that I am fat has anything to do with my ear infection. You right, know? exactly. Um <laughs> Well, in the podcast, they had said that they did a survey of doctors, and I can't remember the number, but it was a surprising amount of doctors that um, said that they were repulsed by fat patients. And I was just like, what? What do you mean repulsed? But I guess, like, if someone's going to be a doctor, they're going to be the type that's like, uh, of course, they're going to follow the science. So they're going to say, you know, you have to be under or not underweight, but you have to be not overweight. (laughs) Right. Um, And um, that, you know, they're usually very fit people so they're probably just associating you know fat with like you said like oh these people just aren't trying enough they don't care and they probably see them as a lost cause like right almost why do i even treat you because you're just gonna die from fat right right yeah exactly so that's crazy it is absolutely crazy and you know i remember we had had a conversation at some point i think about my doctor and the fact that i had gone in and the fact that my doctor never says anything about my bmi like mm-hmm. always yeah. you know takes my numbers and whatever and asks me how i'm feeling but never like says anything about my weight and the last mm-hmm. time i went in like um i was like okay well you've you know you've gained some weight um not you know <laughs> not surprising because of mm-hmm. you know the pandemic and everything um and he was like but how are you feeling you know are you are you exercising are you getting you know are you eating good food and i was like no i'm not doing any of those things i feel pretty crappy actually (laughs) (laughs) and he was like well so you may want to start like thinking about that and you know start doing some things that make you feel good eat some stuff that's good for you and i was like yeah i know i know and he's like no because i was complaining about the fact that like my joints hurt and Mm -hmm. um you know like i don't have as much energy and you know yeah yeah like these are things that if i were to you know provide myself good nutrition and (laughs) like exercise on a regular basis i probably would not have these problems Right. Um, Not necessarily that you have to lose weight. Right. Exactly. But if you just eat better and move more. Right. Right. Yes. But the problem that I run into for myself, which is related to all of this stuff and this mindset of, you know, fat being bad and all that is every single time that I start thinking about, okay, I need to like get myself on a plan, you know, mm-hmm. it's always like, well, you know, what do I need to start eating? It was like, I have to start thinking about, well, what food should I start eating and what should I not eat? And, you know, and then what exercises should I do as opposed to, right. you know, and it's like, and it becomes, you know, it ends up becoming, even if I'm not thinking in my head, weight loss, it ends mm-hmm. up becoming a weight loss plan. Like that's what, right. that's like the underbelly of it, right? And it's, yes, I don't know yeah. what the answer is. I'm still trying to figure that out um, because I really, you know, I am in a situation where I feel like I do need to start moving and doing things and being better to my body because I'm getting older mm-hmm. and, you know, as I get older, it's going to be harder for me to be better to my body. 
Um, yeah. And, you know, I'd like to stay around for my kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, anyway, but. So when you eat bad food, um, and I guess <laughs> I shouldn't really label it bad food, but you know what I mean. Right. Not good, great food, not health. I don't know how you say it because you're not supposed to demonize any food, but so food that's not nourishing, maybe. When I am mindlessly that eating, that should be <laughs> yeah. the way that we think about it. Mindlessly eating. Yeah. Yeah. So when you do that, is it, and I'm not counting like the sugar, because I know that you crave sugar, like when you're stressed, you crave sugar, oh, but God, yes. like I'm talking about meals in this case. Okay. Um, is it that you typically crave something specific? Like you're like, man, I really want a cheeseburger and fries. Or is it that you're busy and the most convenient thing is, oh, I'm going to run by. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So I, I didn't know that was not a trick question. I did not know what your answer was. But um, I found that it was easier to stay on track when I found good or healthy options that are convenient. So okay. that way you can immediately go to that thing instead of just swinging by and grabbing Chick-fil-A or swinging by and grabbing pizza. Right. You can, but I, you know, and I don't know what those are for you because obviously your needs are different, like with kids and stuff like that. But right. Um, like I kind of felt like Chipotle is like a good fast food, but also can be healthy depending on what you order. I don't can't um, drive through Chipotle though. Why can't I drive through Chipotle? <laughs> Do they not have a drive through? Uh-uh. Not here. No, they don't. You're right. They don't. And yeah. they probably don't deliver way out to you. <laughs> you just need to move into town. <laughs> Will someone door dash me some Chipotle, please? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so I think that's a good one. Um, a smoothie. We we get those daily harvest smoothies, which I know that you've liked in the past. So I don't know if you've ordered more or not. But I still have a freezer um, full that I need to get. That's so. Here's oh. then. This is now riddle me this because I don't understand this at all. So yes, uh-huh. usually what I'm I'm like I need something convenient and easy. I have uh-huh. a whole bunch of those daily harvest things, but for whatever yeah. reason. Like, mm-hmm. I am very resistant to to making them. Like, why? I don't know. I mean, like, I I will make them and they're good and I like them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. Why. I don't know why. <laughs> but I'm like, I'll sit there and I'll be like, well, I can make myself a daily harvest bowl or a daily harvest flat, 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 because it's not really bread. Yeah. It's like vegetable no. yeah. rolled out smooth to look right. like a pizza. I'm like, I can yeah. make this and this would be fine. Um, This would be healthier than me going into Domino's and getting a pizza. Um, right. But then I'm like, huh. <laughs> I don't know. I do not know. It makes no sense. So that, that is, does, that yeah. is what I have to figure out because hmm, yeah. even when I give myself good options, I like resist them. <laughs> hmm. Okay. That I need to figure out, but yeah, maybe it's a muscle memory thing. So even though you know, they're there, but your brain just is like, it defaults to what you normally get, which is, you know, pizza. And uh, so you're like, but that's not pizza. And so maybe, maybe, (laughs) maybe you have to just force yourself to do it like a few times and then your brain will be like, "Mm, what about one of those daily harvest things? Right. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know that one. I don't know either. It's a, it's a a mystery. I just need to, I've got to, I don't know. I have thought about, and this may be a a topic for another time. um, There are nutritionists out there who work with this health at every size framework okay and i follow a couple of them on instagram and i like their attitude i have no idea what it would be like to work with them as nutritionists Mm -hmm. and i have no idea how much they would cost (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that's true it might i mean i obviously have a very unhealthy relationship with food um Mm -hmm. you know i go i oscillate between 
loving food to hating food. I oscillate between uh, stress eating all the things to, you know, like I, it's, I have a very complicated, hard relationship with food. Um, Mm -hmm. And so if I could just figure it out, maybe that would be the best thing I could do. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So more to come, more to come. I'll study that. I'll study on that. I'll noodle on that one. Have you talked about it with your therapist? Um, uh, no, no. I think I may have mentioned this before. It's like, I love my therapist, but I have a very, like, I've worked with her now. Oh, no. My thing just fell apart. Okay, there we go. Um, I worked with her now for, like, 13 years. Um, and I have, like, this, she has, like, this idea in her head that I have, like, basically, like, graduated or succeeded or have, like, Oh. gotten the gold star like finally yeah finally so you're now you're hiding life. things from her <laughs> you know Devin, that's not how that's supposed to work i don't want to disappoint my therapist oh my gosh oh my gosh so i need okay. i probably just need to get a new therapist because i don't yeah think, exactly I, i've tried to like make myself talk to her about things mm-hmm. and i just can't because i just feel so bad like yeah you know i'm like i don't want her i don't want her to feel like a failure <laughs> oh, oh Devin. Geez, I have such problems. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Um, well, the reason I asked that is because I... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need a new therapist so that your other one can think that you're... That you, <laughs> everything's great. Okay, bye. She'll be like, I don't need you anymore. Everything's perfect. Like, you graduated. Thank you so much for all your help. <laughs> Come back to me. Yeah, person. yeah. I am so messed up. I just need to talk to Oh, somebody. my gosh. Let's yeah. talk about my gender issues and my eating issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I asked that because I watched this one lady on um, YouTube called Beatrice Caruso, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she recently found out that her, now she was binge eating, but she recently found out through working with a therapist that her binge eating kind of related to some dad issues that she had and had kind of buried. <laughs> and um, when, so she was using food because that was a comfort trigger. Right, so right, when she right. would get stressed out about something or if something even subconsciously triggered something related with her dad, then um, she would binge eat to feel better. Um, and so now that she, and I don't know how long the time has been, but probably at least two months, um, after she kind of discovered that, um, and she actually did hypnosis, um, oh, wow. with it, which she was kind of skeptic about, but she's, it's hypnosis. worked for her. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not, it's not going to hurt you. What's the, you know, I don't know. Are you scared of it? You're afraid they're going to plant something <laughs> in your brain. I'm afraid that I'm afraid that I've if I have covered something deep enough that it would require hypnosis to actually get it out. Of, it does not need to come. No, no. It just needs to stay underneath the surface. <laughs> I never need to know about it. That's fine. No, 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 no. That's fine. She didn't. She didn't use hypnosis to uh, uncover the dad's. Oh, issues. okay. That that came out through normal conversation. But <laughs> they did hip, uh, hypnosis to be like to train her that food is good. Oh, okay. Or not, I food see. is yeah or whatever. Like to kind of get over her like connection kind of thing yeah okay <laughs> i don't want to know no i agree with you if something's that deep just let it stay <laughs> feud is full <laughs> yeah yep yep <laughs> oh jeez. oh my gosh well i don't know how much i actually talked about the things that i was going to talk about but i feel like we covered a lot of really good topics yeah, I do too. Um, I guess do you have yeah, any I, final thoughts on on all of this? 
Um, no, I think, well, I mean, just to definitely to summarize, um, I can, I definitely see how just because someone is m- judged or measured, well, def- okay, definitely they need to redo the BMI scale because absolutely not correct because I have never been, I don't even know what the, is it normal or yeah, on There's target? like average, I, don't, I think. Let me see if yeah. I can look at it real fact. There's like underweight, okay. average, um, overweight, overweight, obese is the yeah, and, okay, yeah, and like I think it's bullshit because whenever I was, so I'm, I mean, I can't even find one that has my height on there because I'm four foot ten or four <laughs> foot eleven, right? And yeah. so according to the fucking BMI chart, like in order to be, um, a normal weight, it starts at like eighty. Here we go. Well, this is like in, uh, it doesn't tell me weight. Oh, yeah, it does. Maybe. No, it doesn't. Never mind. Um, like in order to be a normal weight at my height, I have to be like, um, you know, like 98 pounds is right. where normal weight starts. And it's like, it's crazy. Does not sound right. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's. I, no I was 98 pounds way. when I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah. And not all the time when I was a teenager. I was just like sometimes 98 pounds when I was a teenager. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's. I would bullshit. have. Yeah. I. I have never fallen into the healthy range, and I would have to lose even when I was um, before I gained this weight back a little bit I would have had to lose 20 more pounds and to me where I was just right before I moved over here it was when I felt like I felt amazing like right there's no reason like I wouldn't don't even like it's not even that I really wanted I didn't want to lose more weight because I felt really good and happy and healthy um so there's if I lost 20 more pounds I can't even imagine I would probably be miserable because I would probably feel like I couldn't eat anything or I would gain some weight because my that's just not my not my set weight you know my body that's not where my body wants to be exactly so but um but yes, so I think the BMI chart is obviously outdated. I appreciate what they were trying to do for the times, but it is outdated. And hello, science. I don't know what you're waiting on, but get to it. <laughs> and <laughs> um, I am definitely on board with the uh, quote unquote, like fat can be healthy. Um, it does just because you are overweight does not mean that you are unhealthy. Right, um, right. Kind of thing. So yeah, um, I just, yeah, I, I hope a lot of people hear this and take it to heart um, because I know that a lot of people struggle with that kind of stuff. Right, exactly. Um, so, yeah, and it's just, I'm looking this up now. What would be my ideal weight? Will you tell me? At four foot, well, I'll, I'll even give you 11 inches. At the age of 42, what should what should I be? I'm so interested. Yeah, my, my healthy weight range is 91.6 pounds is the beginning wow. of the healthy range. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. even be considered under, I have never been underweight. Like I felt like I was underweight because I was anorexic in high school. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like I was underweight because I was like 98 pounds. I was in the middle of my healthy weight range according to this. Wow. Um, yeah. It's insane. So mm, no, like don't, <laughs> don't tell anybody yeah. that they should weigh 91 pounds like that's insane yes i agree (sighs) anyway sorry 
That's okay. Unless like still now at 42, I should weigh apparently 91.6 pounds in order to be, <laughs> well, that's the beginning of the healthy rate range or to 123.8 pounds, which ah, I don't okay. know when's the last time I saw that either, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's insane. It's insane. Don't I pay agree. attention to it. Nope. Not at all. That's what I'm saying. Alrighty. Well, I guess we've ranted and raved. <laughs> yeah. This has been an emotional roller coaster of an episode. It has been. We've gotten angry. We've we've gotten sad. We <laughs> cheered. <laughs> I don't even know. We cried. But yeah. We laugh. Uh, but hopefully yeah. this has been helpful for a lot of you out there. Um I I believe this actually was a requested topic at one point and then I forgot about yes. it. Yes. <laughs> I think so too. It's on our list because we add things to a list and then right. we don't always notate who gave us that idea. So sorry if we did not give you credit. Yes, if someone exactly. gave us this idea and we did not give you credit. <laughs> but, um, you know, just be be you, be who you are, do what you love, do things that make you feel good. That's right. As long as they don't hurt other people. And that's all. <laughs> yes, <honestly>. yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and if good you're, caveat there. Yeah. If you're interested in... Uh, talking to us more about things, um, please feel free to reach out to us at facebook.com slash weeklybuddytime or send us an email at weeklybuddytime at gmail.com. Yep. 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 Well, Stacy, keep your keep mm-hmm. your cortisol levels low. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try. <laughs> I will say, just as, a, just as a uh, side note, um, it has been funny because like, you know, as we've discussed just now, I have very unhealthy habits of, you know, drinking boxes of wine and eating tons of chocolate. And um, and so Stacy has had this ongoing thing since she's moved of like, oh, God, I'm turning into you. And she'll like, you know, send me a um, her desk that has like three candy wrappers, small candy wrappers on it. Like, I'm turning into you. I ate three pieces of candy. I'm like, oh, honey. <laughs> Well, everyone's got to start somewhere, Devin. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Just like, I said I caught a, I caught, I'm, I'm catching, what did I say? I caught a case of the Devin or I've yeah. caught the Devin. I've caught the Devin. I've caught the Devin. Because then I sent you a picture of my boxed wine. Yes. <laughs> but I do think uh, that, you know, there is something to be said about their cortisol levels and, and relying on these methods of, uh, of comfort. Yes. Yes. In stressful absolutely. times. So uh, keep your cortisol levels low. That's what I will say okay. to everybody. Yes. I'll look <laughs> up what lowers them naturally other than just, because if you can't get away from stress, what are you going to do? Meditate. Oh, right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. We get to talk more about that at the end of the month after I'm done with okay. my meditation month. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. More to come. Yes. Well, I love you, Stacy. I love you too. Thank you for talking to me every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for hanging out with me every week. Yeah, of course my favorite part of the week yep mine too (laughs) talk to you later okie doke bye bye a hoots media production